Today's episode is quite different from our previous episodes. We're bringing you a special episode from one of our sponsors, Piggy Vest. As you probably know by now, you know, based on all the ads, Piggy Vest is a financial technology company offering wide-ranging products that help you save, invest, and send money. In today's episode, I'll tell you this woman's story. Hi, my name is Demitope Kikima. I'm currently a law student in the Nigerian Law School. I reside in Asaba Delta State, Nigeria. Temitokwe grew up in Delta, Nigeria. As a child, she didn't go out much. Well, um, growing up for me, I was more of an indoor child because my parents were sort of caged doors, so we didn't really like, get to go out a lot. And um, I said, apart from church and maybe a few parties, I, I really ha- I really hardly went anywhere. My life was just homeschool, church, homeschool, church. That was just it, basically. Temitokwe and her two siblings were exposed to investments early in their childhood. I think I picked up the culture of investing from my dad. My dad has, I've always known him to be an investor. So I think um, that was where I picked it up from initially. He used to have like a lot of books on investment. So I would pick up those books from time to time and read them. So that was how I actually um, grew interest in investing. Investing is an action you take with your money to make it grow. You can put money in stocks, bonds, or real estate. There are many options. The expectation is that when you set aside an amount of money and invest it in any of these avenues, you make a profit over a specified period of time. That's what Timmy Tokwe's dad did while she was growing up. Well, my dad is an investor. He Growing up, I always knew him to invest in the Nigerian stock market. Um, he also invested in um, other investment firms, which uh, most of them crashed at the end of the day. But um, basically, he was an investor himself. I grew up to know him as an investor. This episode is all about trying to grow your money. Through Temitope's journey, we learn the good, the bad, and the ugly side of investments. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a storytelling podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. If you still haven't listened to season one, I recommend that you do after this episode. It's available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. What's up with Temitokwe? At the start of my conversation with her, she made one thing clear. Um, okay, just to clarify, my dad is not exactly a very huge investor. He was an average salary earner, but he just managed to put something aside every month for investment. Okay, I get that. Despite reading books on investments as a teenager and being exposed to it early in her life, Temitokwe did not start investing her own money until 2019, her final year in university. I didn't know where my money was always going to. Like, I'll get my allowance, somehow it would just vanish. So, at some point, I felt like I can't continue like this. And I came across this um, popular book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I hope I got the pronunciation right. So that book like, was what really inspired me to take my finances more seriously. And um, I started by saving, then... Um, in 2019, I started looking out for investment schemes. I asked Temitokwe to clarify what she meant by her money was always vanishing. She said she spent more than required on food, clothes, shoes, books, and data for her phone's internet connection. Some of them she didn't really need. Temitokwe knew she had to start managing her allowance better, right? But she wasn't sure how to go about it. No, I wouldn't say I had all the information I needed. All I knew is that, oh, I wanted to start investing. So I started saving and... 
basically, um, as I see in um, investments um, adverts um, in a good technology, and um, I started investing with some of these companies. So that was just it. First of all, I think the first time I saw an advert, that would be on Piggyvest. You know, Piggyvest, they usually have this um, feature, Investify. So when I clicked on it, oh, I saw um, some agri-tech companies like and um, I was like, oh, wow, it looked nice. They were promising, oh, 18% per annum, you know, things like that, or like 16% in nine months, things like that, or 20, 24% per annum, something like that. So I was like, oh, let me start with this and everything. I think it's fair to say Piggyverse showed her where to invest her money. So um, basically it was, I think that first investment, with that one was um, in corn, they went to maize production. So it's something whereby you already have a Piggyvest account and everything, and you just go to the Investify um, portal, you click on the investment, you click on buy, you put the number of units you want to buy, then you click on buy, and the money will be automatically, um, you decide whether it wants to be, you want it to be taken directly from your account or from your Piggy um, Flex wallet, something like that. So that was just it. I bought it, and it was there. And when in due time I was paid back, that was just it. In due time I was just, it will be dead, then you just claim your money and that, that was just it really. It's like this. Agrotech companies are pretty much technology companies that find farmers and invest in them. This can be true giving them capital to start their business, sorting out fertilizer for them, or renting land that they need to farm. The agreement is that as a result of their investments in the farmers and their farms, they share in their harvest and the profits of the farmers. A lot of these agrotech companies open up investments to the public, kind of like crowdfunding. So as an individual, I can invest in a farm through them and get my profits off their sales once harvest is done. That's pretty much what Timmy Topper was doing through Piggyvest. Basically, they are farming, they are into agriculture, they are producing meat. So you are just like um, an investor, a contributor. You give them the money, they use it to farm. And when they get and um, they sell it and get the proceeds of investment, they pay you with interest and make their own money. That was just what it was all about. After the break, I'll tell you about how things took a turn for the worst when she found some investment ads on Instagram. I remember a few years back when I couldn't save money to save my life. I was so bad with money that whenever my salary dropped, I would either run to my favorite restaurant or order new outfits off Instagram. And by the second week of the month, I would be so broke. This habit made everyone around me worried. My parents, my friends, even my boyfriend used to say, Babe, you need to start saving. Then one day, my colleague introduced me to Piggyvest and I absolutely fell in love with their piggy bank feature. What I love the most about Piggy Bank is that it's flexible because it allows me save automatically, whether that be daily, weekly, or monthly. By helping me save consistently, Piggy Bank has changed my relationship with money and my life is so, so much better for it. Everyone can save with Piggyvest today. Download the app from Google Play or Apple Store to register and start saving. Welcome back. Temitokwe successfully invested in a couple of agrotech companies through Piggyvest. Soon enough, she started looking for more options. Then on Instagram, I started seeing more adverts from different companies. Um, I don't know if I should need to mention them. Um, but I invested in these companies at first. 
they were doing well, they were paying me my money at on time for the first few months. Then late last year, um, around um, June, July, they ran into trouble. These companies got into trouble with SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. It's the main regulatory institution of the Nigerian capital market. I think SEC issued a circular um, banning, um, insisting that these firms need to be registered with SEC before they can continue crowdfunding. So that was when they ran into trouble and that was when they couldn't pay anymore and we've been on it since then. Basically, SEC released a circular in April 2020 with guidelines for investors and crowdfunding operators. They wanted to regulate the space and protect investors. There were a couple of noteworthy things in the circular, like only micro, small and medium enterprises operating in Nigeria for two years can raise funds through a crowdfunding portal operated by a crowdfunding intermediary. They also put a fundraising limit for different types of companies. This meant that the agrotech companies using investors like Temitope to raise money for farms had a lot of guidelines that they couldn't meet up with. It was smooth on the, at the start. When due time, they would just credit your account. You see their lot and you're like, hey, this thing is a cool way to make uh, money. Like most of these companies will promise you 25% in three months and everything. And it was so smooth. They were paying me. But one thing I, you know, that was where due diligence comes in. Sorry, I'm digressing a bit. But um, if I had done my due diligence, I would have been able to know that you're not supposed to invest with an investment or a company that is not registered with SEC for your safety because um, SEC regulates public um, public companies. Normally, public companies are those that are supposed to crowdfund. They are those that are allowed to collect money from the public. But because I didn't know all this, I didn't know that, oh, it's not safe to invest with them, all these private companies. So, because they're not regulated by SEC and everything. So that was just it. A lot of these agrotech companies, including the ones Temitopa invested in, had to stop crowdfunding. And as a result, they could no longer pay the returns they promised investors. Just to be clear, SEC is not at fault here. They pretty much put the rules in place to protect people like Temitopa from investing in the wrong companies. And then I reached out to the companies that I invested in and they were all telling me that, oh, we are working on it, we are working towards it. They sort of gave me the assurance that I don't have anything to worry about. So that was it. At that point, there was really nothing I could do because my money was already with them and, yeah. Temitopa lost a total of 300,000 Naira. That's over $500 to these companies. For a final year law student, it's a lot of money. Okay, Temitokwe was not the only one touched by shady agrotech companies. Her dad lost some money too. In 2019, when she newly started investing and making some profit, she told her dad about it. Well, um, basically, when I got to know about his investments, I started trying them out with my little money and it was working out. They were paying me on time. And I told my dad, oh, see these investments. I've been investing with them for a few months now. They've been paying me. They look legit. Um, I've checked, they have insurance, so why not try them out? So having faith in me, he actually invested some money in them. And um, at first they were paying him, so he even increased the amount he was investing when he saw that they were paying him and everything. And then the story started flowing in from July ending August. Before we know it, we're in a new year now and we are still on it. Her dad is pretty much in the same boat as her. They've been waiting for the companies they invested in to come through with their money for about 11 months now. Ask Temitope if her dad blamed her for it. 
Well, my dad showed a lot of maturity and understanding. He understood that, okay, it's not my fault that these things happened, that I was just trying to help out. So he didn't really blame me for it. He didn't really blame me, but we both just realized that, okay, investing in all these Nigerian schemes, most of them are just scams. So he was obviously being um, someone, a Nigerian that is trying to look for money to pay his bills. It will be heartbreaking for him, but he didn't really blame me for it. Both of them learned the importance of doing their due diligence before investing in any scheme. And in the cases where they can't easily access information, Temi Tokwai says they'll start using trustworthy tech companies like Piggyvest to invest. Oh, by the way, Temitokwe and her dad did not stop investing. The duo refused to be deterred by their past mistakes. So um, we decided to take stock in investing more seriously. Um, I went to read books and, you know, do a little more learning about stocks and everything. And um, I introduced them into investing um, in um, um, the United States stock markets through um, platforms like the rest. As she said, right now, she's investing in stocks, and I love it for her. It'll take a while to get her returns, but she doesn't mind playing the long game. I asked her how she was able to move past losing that initial amount. Um, well, obviously, I'll feel down, I'll feel bad that, okay, I've lost money, but I was grateful that I had this experience now that I was younger, so it was easier for me to move on because I met a lot of people that invested their gratuity. I'm not sure if I got the pronunciation right, but I met a lot of people, retired people, like people that were really struggling, that invested larger sums of money. And I'm like, wow, it's better I made this mistake now that I had, I was younger and had less money. Imagine if, oh, I've gathered more millions, worked so hard, and, you know, started working, gathered so much money and invested in these people and they ran away, you would have been worse. So I felt bad, but it was easier for me to move on because it's all part of the experience. I learned something useful from Timmy Tokwe. She didn't stay down for long. She picked up the lessons she needed and moved on to the next thing. Not many people, including me, can do that. For now, I'm just putting in money with the hope that, okay, within the next 10 years, I can afford, you know, to possibly get a house. Or the money, I can use it as a sort of trust fund for my children's school fees. Like, there's no specific plan yet because I'm still young and we don't know how the future will look. But what I have in mind is all this money, I'll just keep putting it in as it grows and the interest keeps compounding. Maybe it can be able to afford me to, you know, do something decent like getting a house in future or using it as a trust fund for my children's school fees. Or even using it to... Um, further my education or something. It felt really inspiring speaking to Timmy Tokwe. I know she says there's no plan yet, but putting money aside to generate returns in the future seems like a pretty good way to start. And I'm rooting for her to thrive. It didn't feel right ending this episode like this, so I invited Ibiki Akeonla, head of customer finance at Piggyvest. She's pretty much going to give us some investment tips. Lord knows I need some of that. After the break, we'll hear from IBK. Hi, my name is Tonia, ex 9 to fiver and current bakery owner. I was able to achieve my long life dream of owning a business, all thanks to the target savings feature on Piggyvest. I knew working for another person wouldn't bring me joy, so I started planning my exit. To own a business, I knew I needed capital, a location, equipment, and staff. So I created a personal target plan and started saving weekly. 12 months later, I am happy to say that I am the proud owner of Bell's Bakery. 
With Piggyverse, there's no dream too big for you to achieve. So please don't stop dreaming. Visit piggyverse.com or download Piggyverse from Google Play or Apple Store and register to start using the target saving option today. Hi, my name is Ibukun. I'm popularly called IBK. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I uh, currently lead the customer finance team at Piggyvest. I gave IBK Temitokwe's backstory and asked her to suggest different investment options for different salary earners. For entry-level guys, and if you've worked like, you know, a few years in the space or, you know, you've worked, I, the first thing I, I tend to always... Um, tell people is your first investment should be in your emergency funds, right? Everybody wants to run and make money and all of that. But the first thing you should look out to, and it's like investment in yourself, your finances is your emergency fund. Okay, okay. She's pretty much saying people working entry-level jobs should prioritize emergency funds that they can dip into when things go south. It's a bit different for mid-level earners. By that time, you also know like your bills, <laughs> yeah, and um, all the things, all the expenses you have, um, and then what is left that you think. So there's a 50-30-20 rule in investment generally, or, or in money management generally, and the 20% is where your savings and investment come in. Like so, you already know out of like these expenses that I already you know have done or I have in a monthly, daily, or whatever basis that you have all those expenses. Then the rest of the money, that's where your risk appetite comes in. And like, okay, I can throw X amount of this into this. So as a mid-level earner, 50% of your earning goes to your basic needs, food, rent, fuel, and so on. 30% goes into wants, like watching the new Marvel movie or getting your partner a Valentine's Day present. And of course, the 20% is for investments. Because this is a podcast about women, I asked IBK to speak a bit about the need for women to get cracking when it comes to investments. You know, as women, we already work twice as hard to just keep our head afloat. Girl. Like, um, just to get by, just to be in the room, you have to be twice as good. So I don't know how that doesn't trickle into money management. Like, God forbid you're partnered up and then boom, you are single and you have kids, um, you have to pay your school fees. Like nobody needs to hype you or cajole you to... Mm, the circumstances of life, especially in the kind of environment that we are in, mm -hmm. the expectation of a woman generally, like you're expected to do something. You're you expected to be a certain way mm -hmm. already, right? So, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're not thinking around managing your money, making it. It's already hard. Already. Like, it's already hard. So, you just have to do it. That's my, my only point. No. Many people don't even have that privilege. Right. Right. I mean, to even try and get work, you have to be less than your other counterparts. Right. So, it's, it's almost like there's no choice in this matter. Um, you just have to do it. I feel like BK... There's so much discrimination against women already. So whatever opportunity we get as women to be self-sufficient, including investing, we need to take it. It's why I'm super pumped about Temitokwe. She didn't stay down. She picked herself up and went right back to investing. That's all for this episode. I hope you learned something new about money management. I know I did.
Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you'd like to get in touch with us, visit 27productions.co. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at I Like Girls Pod. This episode is produced and written by me, Aisha Salahuddin, with a lot of help from Dokas Ofasa. Audio engineering is by Duski. Our editor is Ruth Olurombi. And our theme music is by Bangs with a double G. The other music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Piggyverse for sponsoring this episode. I'll catch you on the next one.